Blog Talk Radio. Gonna tell you a little bedtime tale, legend it will become. Burgers flying out the door, sail on. Two for one, no concern for the future. Living for today. Fast food bite on your way, lay it all to waste. The masses are afflicted now. Moo, mad cow, mad cow, mad cow, mad cow, line dance song. Hey, Sign Guy Nation, welcome to the show on another Friday afternoon. Sign Guy, along with the coach with the most, coming at us from coast to coast. He doesn't mean to brag, but he has to boast because his favorite all-time meal is pot roast. Coach Mike Jones. Real quick before we jump into it with our guest today, some show notes if you're looking for some professional wrestling in the next couple of days. Tonight, WCWO at the Outlaw Arena in Indianapolis like every Friday. FGW like every Friday in Hamilton, Ohio. BWM in Chicago, Illinois. Professional wrestling in Berkeley Springs, West Virginia. NCW in Cornelia, Georgia. And PAPW in East Haven, Connecticut. Tomorrow night, MSWA in Rockwood, Tennessee. World of Hurt Wrestling in Rutland, Vermont. MMWA in Columbia, Illinois. WCWO doing a spot show in Paragon, Indiana. ICW in Marion, Indiana. DCW in Troy, Ohio. TSW in TV, Kentucky. EPW in Washington, Indiana, CPW in Riverbend, West Virginia, FFW in Panama City, Florida, Pro Wrestling King in Bourbon, Indiana, DPW in Orlando, Florida, and CCW happening in Athens, Georgia tomorrow. But without any further ado, I want to actually real quick make a note that for everyone that is uh, missing him. Today is the birthday of the late Tracy Smothers, so I want to give a quick out. Everybody better listen to the show where everybody dies. And also, founder of this show, QT Vokes, has a birthday today, so happy birthday to QT. But now, I want to bring on our guest today. He is a legendary Nashville ring announcer. He is a former WWE developmental program for Deep South Wrestling ring announcer, and he is the recovery rock star, Troy Beasley. Welcome to the show. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it's me, it's me, it's Troy B., the golden voice of professional wrestling, coach, sign guy. I can't tell you how excited I am to be on with you. We are deeply excited to have you, and we are appreciative that you take time out of your day to be here. And since it is your first time with us, I'm going to throw you the first-timer question to lead you off today. What got you into this crazy business of professional wrestling? That's a great question, man. I'm not sure I've ever been asked that. So, uh, first of all, I'm blown up for me trying to introduce myself. I'm used to introducing others, and, uh, yeah, I'm blown up. Give me just a second. Okay, I'm fine. So, uh, man, when I was – my earliest memories are from professional wrestling. My aunt knew uh, Paul Morton, 
Ricky Morton's father, who was a, a, a referee for USWA back then. It was CWA in, in Memphis. And uh, basically, man, we made the loop with them. We would go to uh, Evansville and Louisville and, and Memphis and then do the spot shows in between. I'm from a little town, Central City, Kentucky. But, yeah, man, my earliest memories are, are professional wrestling. I remember uh, seeing Dutch Mantell beat the hell out of uh, Bill Dundee with the whip, man, shoe baby, and uh, and Bill literally bleeding from his back. And uh, it's crazy how, how life ended up turning out. I ended up living with Bill in a in an RV and helped Dutch Mantell move into his home uh, many, many years later. But, yeah, so – the uh, the old Memphis territory, man. I watched it. Uh, came in from to Central City from uh, Evansville, Indiana. Feed and uh, watched it, and and did even traveled with them. Like I said, that my earliest memories being three years old. Now, when you start out watching professional wrestling and you're watching it, is there anything in the back of your mind saying one of these days? I'm going to be living in an RV with superstar Bill Dundee, <laughs> riding the towns, doing ring announcing. <laughs> Never. And let me let me plug this real quick. I don't have a date on it, but uh, and it's it's by invitation only. But I got to tell you how honored I am to do it. I was asked to uh, to share some of my experience with Bill at a at a roast that's coming up in Memphis. And man, what a what an honor that was. But no, man, and and I will tell you this. At, at a very early age, I knew that, that I wanted to be in the wrestling business very early. And I'll tell you this. So in sixth grade, for our sixth grade graduation, they made this video. And they asked everybody what they wanted to be when they grew up. And, you know, you got the the standard answers, doctors, lawyers, I think a politician or two. And Troy Beasley stood up and said, I want to be a professional wrestler. So... <laughs> Nothing wrong with that at all. Now, I mentioned in the show notes that tomorrow is MSWA in Rockwood, Tennessee. They're returning to Rockwood after a big hiatus there in Rockwood. I know it's your debut for the company. Can you tell us what got you associated with the MSWA? Yeah, man. First of all, thank you guys for plugging that. I meant to say that right off the top. Thank you so much for plugging the show. I'm super excited to uh, make my debut for MSWA in Rockwood tomorrow. So it's funny, man. um, As we talked a second briefly uh, before we we went on the air, uh, so I came up, uh, my very first show was with um, Shelby Adcock uh, in Central City, Kentucky, where I'm from. Ox came through there as well. Ox Harley, uh, legendary, uh, you know, uh, worker. Ox Harley came through there, and uh, you know, we we've known each other for years, but couldn't really remember like where we'd ran, ran into each other or whatever. Uh, so when Chase Stevens, one of my best friends in the business uh, ever, and we're going to talk a little bit about Chase later, but when uh, I saw Chase started going, I was like, man, Chase, give me book down there. I'd, I'd love to go you know, catch up with Ox, and, you know, we've got, he's from Madisonville, Kentucky, next town over from where I am, and uh, and uh, Chase didn't, but I reached out to Ox myself, was like, look, brother, I'd love to come in whenever, uh, you know, I'd, I'd had a bit of a hiatus myself from the business for a while, and we can get into that as well, but uh, I reached out to Ox myself, and he said, uh, he said, the second I can get you on, I will, 
and he held true to his word. And this is not my first show for Ox because I did K-Town Bonding's uh, show um, a few weeks back um, in, uh, I don't remember the little town, man. I've burned too many brain cells. But uh, I did, yeah, I did the K-Town Bonding show for him and, uh, yeah, got to got to catch up. And we still haven't figured out where we met first or any of that. But, man, I cannot tell you how excited I am to, to be going uh, – to Rockwood, uh, Rockwood, Tennessee tomorrow. I'm going with Big Bad John, and uh, man, we're gonna go tear the house down. I can't wait. Well, this is a perfect time for a segment in the show that is very, very popular. I will hit the sound file, and then we'll go into the segment. I tell you, one of the, one of my favorite moments is uh, me and my little brother and Jerry Wilson. We went down to TNA in Nashville. And we got in there, and I just happened to be in the bathroom using the bathroom, and I I, I was talking uh, to Chase Stevens, which I'd known him when he first started wrestling there as Glacius, you know, I helped him get a start, and I was talking to him, and all of a sudden this voice, it, what it does, it, it comes out of the shitter. Well, Troy, I'm sure you have plenty of Ox Harley stories being around Ox. What would you say is your favorite Ox Harley moment? So I'm going to tell you an Ox Harley Chase Stevens moment. So Chase was brand new in the business. Hold on. Let me stop for just a second. I also meant to address this, too. Happy birthday to Tracy's mother's man. Gosh, one of my favorite, absolute favorite people ever in the business. I've got a message that I'll never, ever delete. The last message from between Chase, or excuse me, Tracy and I, 11 days before Tracy passed, man, and uh, not a, just a consummate professional. He helped more people in the business than anybody I know ever and never really got – I mean, he, he, he got the respect from the boys 100%. But, man, one of the most underrated workers of all time. But uh, Tracy did it his way, man, and, and, I, and I love it. I loved him, love him to death, man, and uh, will we'll hold his memory in, in close regard for the rest of my life. But uh, so, Ox Harley Chase Stevens stories. Chase shows up in Beaver Dam, Kentucky. I believe I could be wrong. Uh, Ox will probably correct me when I see him tomorrow. Shows up in Beaver Dam, Dam, Kentucky. Chase Stevens, at a young 18, 19, 20-year-old Chase Stevens, just trained by Tracy Smothers, was as white meat of a, a baby face as there was. Blonde hair, blue eyes, skinny as a rail, but he was, I think, Chase Bradley at the time. <laughs> shows up, and uh, Ox was like, can you work heel? Yeah, I can work heel. Chase had never worked heel in his life. And so uh, I was like, all right, I'm going to give you a, a chance. And if you've seen Chase be the heel that Chase Stevens can be, that that was there long before he ever uh, entered the wrestling business. Uh, but uh, so Chase goes out there and raises holy hell. When you think about the worst Rides you've seen. Look, man, I've been in the ring. I used to manage a lot, too, and I got a, a funny story about managing with Tracy, too. But I used to manage a lot, too, and I've had rings full of trash. I've had my tires slashed. I've had anything you can think of, I've had it happen. But so they write, and you know how they used to talk about back in the in the days that Jim Cornette used to have to swing the, ra- the racket over his head and, and clear the way and fight their way to the back? This happened, bro, like all bad. And uh, they finally fought their way to the back, and they had to, like, lock Chase in a in a room. And I was just like, bro, what the hell? And so 
Uh, yeah, that's, uh, every time those two get together, they they relive that moment, that memory, and that I just it's funny to hear them tell. They tell it a whole lot better than I can. But just imagine, like, if you go look at old Chase Stevens stuff, how little he was, and and uh, just that white meat baby face, and going out there and being and healing it up like nobody's business. And uh, having to fight his way back to the back and having to be locked in a room. The cops were involved. It was a, just a whole bad situation. <laughs> so that's my story for both of them. I got 100 more chase ones, but there's the one for Ox, too. <laughs> uh, that's tremendous. I'm glad everybody lived to tell the tale. <laughs> Barely. I like we said in your introduction, you also at one point were – ring announcer for the old WWE developmental company, Deep South Wrestling. How did you end up as a WWE developmental ring announcer? All right. So, um, like I said, I started at 15 years old uh, for Shelby Adcock in Central City, Kentucky. Uh, Didn't do much more uh, for a really long time. Ended up getting the sales industry and uh, telemarketing business. Moved to New Jersey, and uh, uh, I got fired from uh, the telemarketing firm I was working for. Uh, that's another whole story. We could go for hours and hours, guys. But anyway, so I got fired from there, and I got a job in Atlantic City um, signing people up for credit cards. A dollar an application, whether they got approved or not. And a uh, gentleman walks up to me and says, son, you've got a crazy energy and an amazing voice, and I run a boxing show at Boardwalk Hall on Thursdays. I would give anything for you to come host my show. I was like, bro, I said, I, I'd be honored. I said, as a matter of fact, when I was a kid, I did some stuff in, in you know, my little town, Central City, Kentucky. He said, well, get my information off the application. Call time is at 4 o'clock, show time 7 o'clock, and uh, on Thursday, be there. Call me if you can't. So I go to write down the information, and it says, Roy Foreman, Houston, Texas. I'm not going to give you the number. But so I just got hired on the street in Atlantic City by George Foreman's brother, Roy, to host his boxing show. Now, fast forward a little bit. My wife was pregnant at the time. I think that was my 12th ex-wife. I kid. No, it was my second. But uh, so she was pregnant at the time and wanted to come back to Kentucky to have the baby. So imagine my – I was just distraught. I'm like, what am I going to do? I finally found something that – that I could put food on the table for, and I got to tell you, feed my out-of-control ego. <laughs> and, and uh, man, I just didn't want to, but I, I did the right thing, and I came back home. So I got I, – I went to a show in Evansville, Indiana. Tracy was there. And if you know the name Lone Star, Lone Star used to work at Evansville all the time. He, he actually worked as one of the Moon Dogs. But Lone Star told me about a promotion in – in Springfield, Tennessee, Mike Porter, who is now gone, but he was a legendary national promoter, too, and ran a little show in Springfield, Tennessee. I showed up and introduced myself and said, I'm a professional announcer. I'd like to uh, to see if you guys would give me a shot. So they gave me a shot, hired me on the spot. George Goulas actually did. George and, Goul- uh, and Julie Goulas hired me on the spot for a little TV show they had in Nashville. And uh, so I did that for a little bit. Well, here comes Bert Prentice. <laughs> Bert ended up uh, handling a lot of my career for a long time, but here comes Bert Prentice who's like, I guess saw something in me like he did Chase Stevens and James Storm and everybody else that ever came through Nashville. 
and uh, and and hired me to to come host his a little bit bigger show in Nashville on WB back in the day, USA Championship Wrestling. And uh, so I went to work for Bert. And, man, guys, so it's funny how God works because almost eight months to the day after I came to work for Bert, Deep South opened in in, uh, McDonough, Georgia. Got a call from Bill Behrens, legendary uh, uh, Georgia promoter. Uh, He's worked with everybody. um, And he and Bert used to do a lot of stuff together. Got a call from Bill asking Bert, uh, about that announcer that he had me, so um, I got an invitation to go audition uh, before Deep South opened. I auditioned against seven people, uh, and Dan Masters was one of them. And I thought there was no chance in hell. Dan's uh, extremely talented, much better looking than I am, and uh, I just I just knew that Dan had it. Well, little did I know that I had Jeremy Borash and Bert and. Uh, Tracy, Kid Cash, everybody pulling for me. So I got the gig, man. And it's, uh, look, that deal meant the world to me. I finally got to live my WWE dream. Uh, the only thing I haven't done is work for work Madison Square Garden or, or WrestleMania. But um, I got to do a lot of really cool stuff. But I want to tell you this. As much as that meant to me, it meant more to me to host Memphis Wrestling and sit in Lance Russell's chair. That would be a pretty amazing spot for someone that grew up in that Memphis territory, for sure. And when uh, you got the job at WWE Developmental, were they looking at all aspects of the business at that point in time? Were they looking at ring announcers for the future, referees for the future, or were they pretty... Well, just trying to get wrestlers ready for their television at that point. Oh, all of the above. Mike Posey ended up going on to to referee for them for or for WWE for a while, and now he's uh, with uh, AEW. I'll tell you this too, man. And uh, look, drugs are a huge part of my story. Drugs are what happened uh, to Deep South, and I'll tell you that story in a second. But word on the street is is that I was in line to host or to announce for the ECW relaunch uh, when they went on sci-fi. But, so I'll just go ahead and tell the story now. I showed up for a show one night, and and opiates, I had back surgery at 18, so opiates were were my drug of choice, if you will. Showed up for a show and was sick as a dog. Sean Schultz was with me. I had uh, Big Bully Douglas with me, and uh, Mark Jaguar, I think, was there from Canada, all came with me. In the house that night was Paul Heyman, me and Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, Robert Gibson, uh, Dr. Death, Steve Williams. Uh, man, it's just a house full. So Troy Beasley shows up and at, go ask, goes and asks Jody Hamilton, the assassin who ran the power plant, if he would help me get my prescription for fentanyl patches. He did. I went and got them. I ate half of one, put two on. And went and did what I do best, or what I did best then, messed stuff up. So I called all my time cues up. Uh, 20 minutes gone, 20 minutes to wrestle. I probably said three minutes gone and 72 minutes to wrestle. Uh, then uh, I know for a fact that another big one I messed up was there was a major sponsor in the house. His daughter's birthday was that night. 
They asked me to say happy birthday to her, probably sing to her. I said her name wrong. I messed everything up that night, guys. Bill DeMont, who was the head trainer then, called me out in front of the locker room. Miz was in the locker room that night. Uh, uh, Big Luke Gallows was in the locker room that night. Just the who's who, man. And uh, I'll never forget the embarrassment that I felt, man. But I was honest with them. Here's what I did, though. So my whole life, guys, I, I, I was a runner. I ran from everything in the world, allowed that to, to not, let, uh, not let me go back. Now, we'll say this. I repaired the relationship um, much later and went back and did some more stuff for him. But, uh, yeah, man, <laughs> that's, uh, you know, like I said, drugs are part of my story. They, you know, they uh, – I, I allowed them to, to wreck many opportunities I had. Again, now, obviously, today I didn't wreck them too bad because I, I stay – I've got 26 shows in September – and you know all the all those relationships have been repaired, but yeah, man, I, I showed up for that show out of my mind, and uh, yeah, yeah, I thought it ruined my career forever, to be honest with you. Well, I'm glad you were able to recover from that and mend some fences. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, as a ring announcer, is it? something that you do as far as the technical aspects of that. I know that some ring announcers bring their own equipment and they run their own equipment at shows. Uh, some people are more technically adept than others. Some ring announcers just show up, talk into a mic, hand it back, and leave. Where are you at as far as being sort of a technical producer on a show at any given time <laughs> it's funny you say that so uh i worked in the it field my first hundred thousand dollar year was in the it field and i jokingly say that i had no idea what it stood for <laughs> so look man i've done a lot of a lot of stuff i helped make uh the uh hardcore homecoming uh, doc or forever hardcore documentary was part of all the hardcore homecoming um shows but I've I never have I done any of the technical stuff. I'm the guy that shows up, hand me the mic. I'm going to go rock the house. I'll get it as crazy as it's ever been. But I'm going to hand you the microphone when I'm done. I'll be soaking wet with sweat, uh, give everybody a hug, shake everybody's hand, tell the crowd I love them, and I'm out. Uh, yeah, never. I mean, look, I probably wouldn't even know how to hook the PA up, to be honest with you. Fair enough. Well, at this point in time, I told that, that most is true. this. I know Coach has questions for you, so I'm going to pass things right over to him. We got Coach. Hey, Troy. Thanks for coming hey, on. How it's are you? Coach Mike. I'm doing good. It's Coach Mike Jones, a coach of the most, coming at you from coast to coast here in Puyallup, Washington. It's a beautiful day out. Thank God it's Friday. Coach, you know, I heard a lot about you, man. Remember the Rosati sisters? They used to talk about you all the time. Okay, nice. <laughs> all right, yeah. <laughs> Neither one of y'all remember the Rosati's for the old, 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 old school WWF uh, segments with uh, with Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon. Big, big I remember oh, the yeah. Rosati's. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Look, I stole that. I, I did not come up with that. Look, I did an interview with Gene Ogilvie one time, and he said, "Yeah, Troy Beasley, I remember you. The Rosatis used to talk about you." 
All right. Man, you, you've had quite the – you got quite the story and quite the career so far. And my goodness, <laughs> you've, you've been very fortunate to fall into those spots, you, a few of those spots you're talking about. My goodness. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been crazy, man. And you know what it's about? And, and I talked about it a little bit a second ago. It's about relationship building, man. And for uh, really being at the right place at the right time. I just was fortunate enough to be a part of Ric Flair's last match. I obviously didn't announce that, but was a part of that. I've done a lot, a lot of cool stuff, guys. And uh, I know I talk about recovery a lot because it's just I'm so passionate about it. I run a recovery support services center now in uh, Jolton, Tennessee. Um, and I want to I talk about that as part of my story in a minute. But, um, man, yeah, just making, uh, making great contacts. Bird helped me out a lot in the, in the beginning. Um, I've got a big show. I'm doing all the Nashville Fair shows this year, like 20 shows in 10 days. Uh, got a show with Jerry Lawler coming up at uh, the Nashville Fairgrounds uh, September the 10th. Uh, but, yeah, man, it's it's been about relationship building. And the biggest thing to me and the thing that I'm more proud of than anything I've done in my life in that business is the fact that I was able to repair any of the relationships that I may have, have, have uh uh, you know, not uh, destroyed. They were never destroyed, but I, you know, I I, I messed some stuff up, guys, and, I, and I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm happy to admit that I did so. But I'm yeah, I'm super proud of, of the fact that I've been able to re, uh, repair any of those relationships that that I may have messed up. Yeah, what a blessing! My goodness. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so who were some of your heroes growing up? Whether it was wrestling. Sports, music, or ordinary life, or all of the above? All right. So, uh, uh, Jerry Lawler, my favorite wrestler of all time. Um, and I, I've, you know, grown to have a, a personal relationship with him as well. Um, man, Lance Russell, uh, Dave Brown, obviously. And this was before I ever even thought about being an announcer. I started hearing early, before I ever picked up a microphone, that, you know, people would talk about my voice and stuff like that. But, Man, yeah, Lance Russell, Dave Brown, then obviously Gene Okerlund, um, uh, Fink, good gosh, and, and being able to meet all those people later was such a blessing. But uh, then I'm a super huge sports guy, avid Kentucky basketball fan um, from the, as far as I can remember. Um, uh, Michael Jordan was all huge, um, but I was a big Lakers fan. So Magic Johnson, uh yeah, just any anybody that that has has gone out and uh, played for professional sports. Uh, but man, wrestling is so special to me, man, because these guys go out and give their bodies in total hell night after night after night. They're the absolute best athletes in all of the world. I'll fight you if you tell me different. I've watched all the people we're talking about: Tracy Smothers and Chase Stevens and. Anybody you can name, I've watched be in a, a terrible car crash every night of their life and wake up and do it again the next morning or never go to sleep in some cases and and, and do it again the next morning and just tear the house down. So uh, anybody that's ever laced up a pair of boots, I will say this professionally, and I do – I will not say um, – um, uh, what's it called? I don't see. I don't even say it. Uh, I say professional wrestling, not uh, not sports entertainment. You're not going to hear me say that crap. Uh, anybody that's laced up their boots professionally, I've got nothing but respect for man. And uh, 
yeah, those are my heroes because they go out and, and give it them all. And then obviously being a recovery rock star that I am, anybody that's been able to lay down drugs or alcohol and fight that fight that it takes every day, um, uh, yeah, my hat's off to them. Amen. Nice. Okay, and then one of our standard questions on the show is, Sign Guy would like to know, what's your favorite coffee to drink? Wow. It's called Bang Energy Drink. I'm not a coffee guy. <laughs> okay. No, I, I'm joking, kind of. If I drink coffee, it's, um, what is it, uh, ice vanilla latte or something from Starbucks my girlfriend and I get. Yeah, it's, yeah, not, yeah. I'm not a coffee All guy, right. sorry. That's boring. Get, I drink a lot of Bang answer. Energy Drink, though. <laughs> we get that answer more often than not now, lately. <laughs> Okay, so you've wrestled and been a manager, amongst other things. I have. I have. So how long did you how long did you wrestle? I think one match. No. Oh, okay. Let me tell you a couple a couple wrestling stories, man. So when I broke in with uh, uh, Mike Porter and them, there was a, a team um, JT West and um, um, Johnny Morton, the Memphis Mafia at the time that, you know, did the whole deal where they picked on the announcer and stuff and whatnot. So I got the courage up to to stand up to him one time. And it went into a whole deal where there was a match and, and all this other stuff. So my very first wrestling match, and I did some training back when I was in, in uh, Central City with, with uh, Shelby Adcock and them, Matt Adcock um, and uh, Terry Stogner. Uh, you know, I used to work out with those guys some. But uh, so – uh, I do this match, and it's a, a quote unquote cage match. Well, their uh, rendition or their idea of a cage was chicken wire wrapped around oh. the ring. Yeah. All right. So Damn. I, I get the absolute holy hell beat out of me. When you talk about Crimson Mask, I had all that and then some. I didn't know what that entailed, so I let. Uh, I put my life in other people's hands, and, and I, I'll tell you that they took care of me. I will say that. But where, look, man, they beat the hell out of me, bro. My whole chest, whole chest, black and blue. My chest was bleeding from the chops. I, I paid my dues that night. Uh, I never stopped it. Wow. I never stopped. I'll still put up a ring to this day. But I paid my dues that night, man. They beat the piss out of me. I stood up. I shook everyone's hand, and I said, thank you very much. Um, yeah, so there, that's the first time I wrestled. I've, I've had a couple matches. Obviously, I'll get in the ring and work out with guys sometimes. Jason James is a promoter for Pro Wrestling Entertainment, who I'm working for. Uh, all those share, fair shows, uh, September 9th through the 18th. Uh, uh, I worked out with him uh, some. He blew me up. I threw up one time. Uh, worked out with Tracy. Everybody, Chase, all those guys have worked out with a bunch. But a, a, a match in front of a crowd, the first one ever was that. I got thrown out of the cage into the first row. Uh, man, yeah. So, Damn. But, no, I, I, I don't have – look, I, I was an athlete growing up, but uh, – and I, like I told you, I had back surgery early. That's what kept me from being a professional wrestler. And I took – I decided to use this golden voice, as I say, to uh, to get me paid in other ways. <laughs> Much safer All right. and then, Like you said uh, You played sports in growing up And in high school I imagine I did uh, I played play? football and basketball 
I played. Uh, I was a tailback. Oh, actually, we play, had to play Ironman. Man, I never left the field. Field. I played tailback and cornerback, uh, kickoff, kickoff return, punt, punt return. I was uh, a, a two or a three in basketball. I played from uh, second grade on. Uh, yeah, those are my sports: basketball and football. Okay, well, guys, real yourself? quick, we have uh, someone else on the line. You might have a question. Someone with the birthday today, okay. founder of the show, QT Volks. QT, yes, happy birthday. I have a, a, a question for Mr. Beasley. Yes, sir. Hey, QT, happy birthday, buddy. Oh, uh, thank you. Uh, Mr. Beasley, if Sheldon Cooper of the Big Bang Theory could be transported back in time to play the role of Spider-Man, how long could he last in the ring with Bonesaw, in your opinion? I would punch him in his mouth. I hate that show, and I hate his voice. Oh, okay. Does that oh, work? Yeah. Oh. I really do. I, look, man, I've got so many friends that love that show. I, y'all may as well. He gets on my ever-loving nerve. He wouldn't last three and a half seconds with Spider-Man, Bonesaw, none of them. They, they, he, they destroy him. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, that, all right. Does that work? <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that's, a, that's good. Uh, Mr. Beasley, were you a big fan of, of, of the skit of Goldust and Shelton Benjamin's mom when they were backstage at, uh, during Raw, when Goldust so rubbed uh, Shelton Benjamin's uh, mom's shoulders? <laughs> that's probably the most interesting and funny question I've ever had in my life. Let me tell you this. I love Dustin Rhodes uh, so much. I've got so much respect for him. He fights this recovery fight daily as well. I absolutely love the Gold Dust character. The what it took to pull off that was nothing but incredible. Uh, and Dustin has has evolved over the years, and and everything he's touched has turned to, pardon the pun, gold. And uh, I, I barely remember that skit, but whatever he did, I love man. If you yourself were thrown into an electrical transformer, would you develop Tourette's syndrome, do you think? What? What'd you say? I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Yay. That, yeah, that's very good. I think you have that got worked. that down. All right. Come <laughs> Yeah. Wow. All right. Okay, uh, now Mr. Beasley, if you had a cha- if you had a, a choice between these two subjects, having a drink of beer with Stone Cold Steve Austin on his ranch in Texas, or being transported back to your high school prom and having a spotlight dance with Stacy Keebler, which one would you choose? Well, obviously, the obvious answer is uh, the, going back to uh, my, my high school prominent spotlight dance with, with Stacey Keebler because I'm in recovery. It would be super cool to drink a beer with Stone Cold, but I don't drink anymore. Uh, look, man, my high school prom night couldn't have been much cooler. I went with one girl, ended up with two others. So, But it would be super cool to go back and dance with Stacey. <laughs> Holy smokes. Wow. <laughs> now, I'm going to guess that your high school prom was in 1991. You're wrong. <laughs> oh, okay. 
<laughs> actually, actually, you know what? So the first time I went was probably I went all four years. Uh, the first time I went was I graduated in '95. I guess the first time I went was '92. No, not wait. Hold on, maybe you're right. I don't know. I, wow. I'm from Kentucky, I only count by threes. <laughs> wow. Okay. Now you're, who you're close who, if you weren't right on the head. Sorry. Wow, that's that's okay. The '90s, okay. They may they may have in '91. They may have still been playing the flock of seagulls. I have yeah. no idea what you're talking. Oh, the flock of seagulls were, was a, a band, uh, kind of like a retro band from the '80s, and they had that song "I Ran." Mm, uh, yeah, I got nothing, bro. Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. oh wait, yeah, well, no, no, no. I do know what you're talking about. I do. I'm not that old. Uh, I know the song, but no, I don't think they played that. It was more boys to men, and and uh, yeah. I was just trying to get laid, man. Oh, okay. Well, uh, <laughs> we here uh, are are at least uh, the Turnbuckle Turmoil staff is fond of giving out homework assignments. Uh, your Let's homework assignment is to look up. Uh, on YouTube, the Flock of Seagulls Space Age Love Song. Uh, I'd love to. I'll get back to you. To see uh, the Space Age Love Song as your entrance music, if you have entrance music. <laughs> I think music. I won't do it. I think I won't do it. Uh, if it oh, hey, okay. whatever I got to do to get it, look, whatever I got to do to get a cheap pop, bro, I'm on it. <laughs> There's a lot of tough crowds out there, man. I'm all about a cheap pop anytime. Oh, okay. Well, if you decide not to use Space Age Love Song by the Flock of Seagulls, I think Coach Mike Jones might try it once. Yes. I dare you. Sure. You're weak if you don't, Coach. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. I, oh, I okay. got my own song. Well, hey, let Mr. Beasley, it was nice talking to, with you. I have to go now. Yes. You too. Happy Thank birthday, friend. We love you, Oh, okay. Very nice. Thank you, Coach. Yes, very good. You're welcome. All right. Thank you, yes. Happy birthday. Oh, okay. <laughs> Happy birthday. What a head. Birthday to you. Huh? Yeah, huh? <laughs> okay. So, yeah, we we just uh, talked about sports in high school. I pretty much think we're, we're done with that. So, my next question. <laughs> Next question was, what's your self-defense background? Self-defense? I'm a lover, not a fighter, yeah. bro. Uh, no, okay. I, I, look, I, no, that's not completely true. I, I can hold my own. Um, yeah, I've done every, like, I did, I've hosted tons of boxing and MMA shows, ran my own MMA shows. I've always hung out with badasses. But, so, uh, yeah, I've picked up a thing or two. But, uh, man, I really, especially today, I try to be a lover, not a fighter. I've always been more of a lover than a fighter anyway. I just like, you know, I was always a ladies' man. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm not trying to fight anybody today. But i got to say this. When you go, I'm sure both of you have been to the bar with a a wrestling crowd before. They want, everybody wants to test them. They want to throw that F word around. We all know what I'm talking about. And, uh, but don't want to get punched in the mouth when they do. So <laughs> I've watched Chase Stevens clear a, a bar uh, more than once. <laughs> um, 
And he always says, look, don't even get involved. Just have me a beer ready when I'm done. <laughs> That's my defense mechanism. There you go. There's my defense mechanism. Hey, Chase. Yeah. Dude over here has got a problem. Let's handle it. <laughs> yeah. I'll go get the beer. And, and then and he gave you instructions. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then, hey, uh, we have other questions from longtime listeners. And they're more off the wall, off the wall questions from Kurt Ferris, long time. Right. He, he's a huge fan of Sign Guy, but he wants to know. Kurt Ferris asks, "Does Troy Beasley ever get mistaken for Tom from MySpace?" All the time. So funny <laughs> yeah, story about that. Funny story about that. Tom's brother and I fought together in Nam. No, he didn't. That's a bold-faced lie. No, I've never heard that before <laughs> in my life. Okay, never. cool. All right, well, you do look like like him. I'm looking at <laughs> you right here. I've exactly. heard it all now. Look. <laughs> okay. <That's great. laughs> all right, so, so hey, what were the, some of the most memorable matches you've seen or been involved with or both? Man, I've seen so many, but i got to say, the first hardcore homecoming, Philadelphia, 2005, June 10th, 2005, as a matter of fact, when Sabu, Shane Douglas, and Terry Funk did the three-way hardcore uh, uh, barbed wire rope match. Man. Also yeah. that night, you guys have seen it, also that night, special guest, none other than Mick Foley. Hit the ring. Man, I, I, look, I sit there in front of the barricade with Jeremy Borash. Both of us, tears in our eyes. Thank Jeremy, because uh, I was a part of all that stuff, man. I thank Jeremy and sit there and watched. Now, then also, a couple weeks ago, being a part of Ric Flair's last match. Say what you want to, but unless you were in that building, pardon me if I'm passionate. But unless you were in that building and felt what every single ass, excuse my language, every single ass in that seat felt, please don't talk to me about the quality of the match. First of all, Jeff, who's a a brother of mine in recovery, a good friend of mine, went out there and healed like, man, gosh, I'm so glad he's not working for New York right now because he's about to kick ass, I promise you. But uh, that building was magical. It was electrical, and it was emotional. There, and and I, I pray to God, man, I, I pray it doesn't happen again. It, it was an honor for me to be asked to be a part of that, and uh, something that I'll—I'm going to cry now. It's something that I'll never forget, man. So you mean you don't want want to see Flair try it again? No, and I—I'm scared he is. I'm scared he's going to. But, uh, no, yeah, look, Flair I almost see. died that Yeah, excuse me. Go ahead. No, it, look, Flair almost died that night, guys. I know you followed the stories. You know what happened. But I was there, boots on the ground, uh, obviously very close to the situation. Uh, Flair almost died that night, guys. And, it, and, and I believe what he said was true. I believe it was dehydrated. Look, a 72-year-old man went out there, and, and again, the electricity was – just you could cut it with a knife man it was just palpable and uh 
Obviously, he got blown up from the adrenaline, but he went out there and tried to do what Ric Flair does and got blowed up more. And Flair almost died that night, fellas. Like he, he you know, he he uh, was not hydrated. It, it was. I knew that that it wasn't okay, but I didn't know how much it wasn't okay until after the fact. I pray to God he doesn't. It, it looks like they're kind of working towards something like that. But let's pray not, man. Let go out like you did. Uh, I'm not mad that he he didn't let, uh, you know, the, the Mania match with Sean be his last or any of that other stuff. He went out his way. It wasn't for a payday. Uh, I'll fight anybody who tries to say otherwise. He, uh, I know better. I, I, I'm too close to the situation not to know better. He went out the way that he wanted to unless they're trying to work another angle, which I, I, I'm not going to say they are or they, they aren't. But they was magical that night, man. Oh, yeah. And then, man, I've been amazed his whole career with all those 60-minute matches and all that drinking yeah. he's done, yeah. how he was able to stay hydrated that up until now. <laughs> you know what I mean? My God. Look, look 20s and 30s are a stark contrast to 72, man. I, look, I, so let me tell you a real quick story. It's a funny Chase Stevens story. Uh, and I've spent just – I tell a lot of Chase stories because I've just spent so much time with him, one of my best friends, like I said. So, I first try at recovery was I went to Florida. Um, a, a series of terrible events happened in my life. My uh, mentor had a stroke two days later. My best friend died 18 years to the day after another best friend of mine died. And uh, right after that, I found out my uh, fiancé was with somebody else. Go to Florida, try to get sober. Uh, sober up for a couple months or four about four months, relapse, end up with a ventilator in my throat, almost die, and put two months together again. And then I get a message from Chase saying, "Hey, we've got a TV show we're starting in Bowling Green, Kentucky, for uh, James Carver. Uh, we'd love to, to have you come up and be a part of it." So I move back up here, and uh, we get all the episodes in the can. But so my first weekend back out on the road with Chase. Now, I'd, I'd been sober for two months. Back out on the road with Chase, we, we go to uh, – we did like four states in six days. But we have a loop in West Virginia. So we do a show at a Harley-Davidson dealership in West Virginia. We end up going to a bar that night uh, in Ohio. And um, so me, Chase, and the promoter Joe Pace go to uh, whatever the bar was. Joe has to leave to take some girls back home. And we're like, bro, come back. Like, well, you're, our, you're our ride. Come back. Joe ends up having a, a an accident, a, a, like pulling into his house, totals his truck. I end up in the hospital with alcohol poison. I have no, I have no recollection of – the last thing I remember is us at the bar telling uh, stories about Chase, uh, his boxing days and stuff like that. And, and I remember having to go pee. But anyway, so I wake up in the hospital, and I don't know where Chase is. I moved up here with Chase via message, like – didn't he like on on uh, messenger didn't even have his phone number didn't have joe's phone number so i i get myself together enough to call uh the i remember the harley davidson dealership called them they got me joe's number guys we ended up in three different states joe ended up in west virginia i'm in the hospital in ohio chase ended up in the hospital or in uh some trailer park in kentucky <laughs> damn <laughs> you guys look and you guys all live to tell one more time. Look, man, no, that's that's a minor one. <laughs> that's, the funniest, that's one of the funnier ones I've got, but my gosh. And you remember what those stories are called. 
War stories. <laughs> right. For a reason. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay, so who are some of the toughest wrestlers you've seen out there? Tracy Smothers, Shay Stevens. Uh now obviously the Bruiser Brodies, um, uh, Haku, uh, I mean, yeah, the ones that everybody says, they're the badasses, badass of badasses. But I'm telling you, <laughs> don't sleep on Chase, man. He, <laughs> ask anybody, they'll tell you. Uh, who was it that I heard on a podcast? Uh, uh, Shane Douglas. I love Shane, too, man. I, a lot of Shane Douglas stories, too. But uh, Shane will tell you, like, Chase, <laughs> yeah, he don't play. I'm going to go ahead and plug okay. this now, guys. Y'all, y'all know this, but I'm going to tell the wrestling world now. We're working on my return and bringing Chase Stevens on with me. Nice. And then yes, sign guy, I got a sign guy. I got a Chase Stevens story for you. Now this is through Johnny Johnny Fairplay tells me this story. That <laughs> I already know of it. Johnny Fairplay was at a show with Chase. And Matt Farmer was there. Matt Farmer started getting out of hand. I don't know the details, but the the moral to the story was Matt Farmer and Chase crossed paths in a bad way. And I'm pretty sure you guys know the result. I would imagine. I promise you I know the result. <laughs> the result was Matt Farmer found out what time it was. <laughs> and as Johnny Fairplay said, it was over. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, I knew that story. That's funny. <laughs> uh, Johnny's a funny guy, man. Uh, yeah, I'm telling you guys, like, it's it's Chase, Chase is a Golden Glove boxer. Like, a lot of people don't know that, but he was a Golden Glove boxer. He uh, he ended up, you know, uh, accidentally getting into the wrestling business and, and you know, and went on the road with Tracy. But, um, yeah. So, so I got a real quick, guys. I know we, we got like real quick. Sorry, I got to plug some stuff real quick, man. Just because, like I said, I'm the recovery rock star. Uh, so real, what I do or how this all started is hustle recovery, man. Um, they, uh, I met them when I was running a treatment program uh, a couple years ago. They were bringing people to to treatment. What hustle stands for is how you survive this life every day. We can, we believe you can do so through recovery. But uh, Troy Sanders, Chanel Children. Um, Brought some guys to me. We we formed a really close relationship. Uh, I went ran that program for a while. And uh, last June, my six month old granddaughter died. Then my son overdosed twice. And then uh, a bird printer died. Man, and I lost my mind. And uh, so I ended up you know, relapsing. Obviously, then uh, I was in the floods of Waverly, Tennessee last year, last uh, August twenty first. That's my sobriety date again. Now. Had to be rescued off the top of a building by a helicopter, and uh, Troy and Chanel were the were the ones that that came to get me and got me help again, and and have uh, believed in me the whole way. Now I run a 32 man um, recovery support services center in Jolton, Tennessee, for them. And uh, man, I just I can't tell you how blessed I am to to have them a part of my life. Uh, they they've gone to boxing shows I've done. Troy's been been to some wrestling stuff that I've done. Uh, Man, I just got to thank them and, and plug what we're doing. We've helped over a thousand people get into treatment in two years, so I just got to plug that real quick, man. They they uh, like I said, have believed in me and and uh, I just love what we do. We help so many people, but also if anybody knows anybody battling addiction and needs help, give me a call two seven zero five four three six one one eight. 
Right on. Okay, and then back to that Chase Stevens uh, story. Do you have details of that incident with Matt Farmer? I I remember hearing the story. Uh, I I don't I don't remember exactly what happened, but I heard it about like you said it. I, I don't remember the details though. I'm sorry, I don't. Okay, cool. All right, cool. Yeah. I just you, at least you heard of yeah. heard of it. Yes. Okay, cool. All I right. did absolutely. All right, and then what are some suggestions you would give people wanting to get into the business? Look, I'm going to tell you what Gene Orgelin told me, man. Don't ever, ever give up on your dreams. I had a dream at an early age to, to be in the wrestling business. I've done, as you've heard, a lot, a lot of cool stuff. Uh, I'm doing it again now so I can remember it because they say I had a good time before. I don't remember if I did or not. Uh, don't ever give up on your dreams. And if you do what you love, and this is old cliche stuff, but if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Guys, get out there. If you want it, wow, work everybody. Be the hardest worker in the room. Be the first to show up. Put the ring up. Tear it down. Pay your dues. And uh, make towns, man. Exactly. And then what schools would you suggest people? Oh, wow. Man, there's a lot of good ones. That, you know, the ones that that everybody knows. Uh, you know, uh, Nick Dinsmore's got some good stuff. Um uh, where's he at? Well, um, um, help me out, guys. Uh, I just went blank. Um, my gosh, Dennis Dudley's in South Dakota right now. There you go. There you go. Sorry. Um, the Dudleys have a good one. Uh, I think they're still running it. Uh, the Nightmare Factory. Uh, Justin Rhodes's. Um, Chase is a phenomenal trainer when he's got time. Uh, Chris. Oh, Chris, I gotta say something. But Chris Michaels, man, another unsung hero, man. Uh, He's done it all there is to do in the business. Another one, a super close friend of mine. Uh, but yeah, there's there's a lot of good ones out there, man. Oh, okay. the nightmare, or the, excuse me, the Monster Factory. I cannot forget Danny Cage out there too, man. But yeah. All right, right on. Hey, man, I want to thank you for coming on. It was an honor and a privilege, and we appreciate it and all that you've done for wrestling. And I wish you all the luck in the world. I'm sure Sign got a couple more. Yeah, I pretty much just want to wrap things up here nice and neat. And if there's anything at all you want to say in closing, if you want to plug anything else, the floor is all yours. No, man, thank you guys so much for having me. I can't wait to come back on and bring Chase with me. You'll laugh till you cry. I promise you that. Uh, just come out and support. Like I said, I'm in MSWA tomorrow night. Rock, uh, Rockwood, Tennessee, uh, the Nashville Fair all week, uh, the 9th through the 18th, two shows a night. The big show is Saturday the 10th, uh, 7 o'clock, uh, National Fairgrounds. Uh, just look, find me on social media, Troy Beasley. I'm easy to find. The ugly guy with glasses and a cartoon character drawing of me announcing. <laughs> uh, just follow me on there. Uh, and, again, if anybody needs anything at all, I, my, my phone number is free to the world, 270 543 Six one one eight. I love you guys. Be the change you want to see in the world. Thanks, brother. Well, Troy Beasley, it was a pleasure having you on the show today. We definitely appreciate it, and we will definitely have to have you back. Give my very best to Ox Harley tomorrow. Tell him the sun guy wishes him well, loves him, and hopes we cross paths again sometime in the near future. Will do. Thank you so much, guys. All right, fans. Thank you. 
definitely, if you are in the Nashville area, head over to the fairgrounds. Check those shows out tomorrow night in Rockwood. MSWA, it's been a while since they've been to Rockwood. Uh, I believe it might be the first or second show back since the pandemic in Rockwood, which was MSWA's home, so get out there and support that. Anywhere there's pro wrestling near you, get out and support. There's plenty out there, so definitely do that. Once again, happy birthday to QT, who jumped right back on board today with us, and happy birthday to Tracy Smothers. It's a struggle. Everybody dies. We'll talk to you next week. We're off this coming Sunday for Labor Day, but we'll be back a week from today with Keith Miller out of World's Finest Wrestling, and then... One week from this coming Sunday, we have Bull Dread on the show. That's going to be a wild time, so make plans to be with us, and we will talk to you very, very soon. Actually, Coach, you got anything to plug or promote before I do. get to I do. interrupt you, but thank you. Yes, you can check me out at Coach Mike Jones, the coach of the most. Also, Coach Mike Jones on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, the Real School Army and the NGW Green Room for interviews from people all over the world. The Seattle Mariners and Cincinnati Reds organizational reports on YouTube. And the Coach Mike Jones Show podcast every Saturday at noon Pacific. Are you going to be available for my show tomorrow, Sign? I will not. I will be on the road, so I won't be able to make it in. But... Hopefully, you'll make a call. Maybe Chris Sabo could fill in for me. That's true. He's over there in Indiana, right? Uh, I believe he is in Michigan. I believe he's the baseball coach at a school in Michigan, if I'm not mistaken. But I might be. Okay. Okay. And big things happening tonight at the Puyallup Fair at the pro wrestling booth at the Washington State Fair. Pops Ballard and the pimps down there, and I think Sign Guy and myself heading down there too, right? Um, I hope to make it over there before they close up for the day. Not sure. Um, we'll give it a shot, but definitely swing by that. There's always a handful of people from the wrestling world in the Pacific Northwest hanging around the booth, so at any given time you could see a number of different wrestlers right there at that booth, get information on shows from all over the Pacific Northwest. They give you the lowdown on all of it from Idaho, clear through Oregon and Northern California, so check that out. And then Coach Andy Wilson is going to be there. They named that soccer ball in that Tom Hanks movie after her, I think. (laughs) Okay, wow. And even Night Ranger is going to be tearing up the joint. Yeah. Now, do you think Night Ranger is any relation to Night Rider? They just might be. They came out right about the same time. That could be. We'll have to talk to them. Are you going to get them on the NGW Green Room? I'm sure hoping to. Now, I know that Night Ranger's from San Francisco. So Night Rider is probably from LA. From San Francisco, who is on Turnbuckle Turmoil. Who was that? Jack Frisco from San Francisco. Oh, okay, yes. I missed that one. 
That was a tremendous yeah. one. It took years to track down Jack Frisco from San Francisco. Exactly. And then we got Chicken Bob and the Sign of the Times coming up. Uh, we should have that done in the next couple of days, hopefully. Shooting for that. Um, episode 544, we got some IBLS in out of that, huh? Yes. And the NGW Green Room will be down at the fair here shortly. NGW Green Room Media. All right, you guys, thanks so much. All right, fans, stay safe out there. And if I hear Tracy sucks one more time, everybody dies.